We're back with another mini-sode. <laughs> I think I did okay, but I'm your host, Meg. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, well, uh, what are you doing, you ding-dong? Last week, Brian sat down with his wife, Kate, to discuss stories one through eight of December. He also had his adorable kids on to talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. It was probably one of the most wholesome things I've ever heard. I don't know if you got to check it out beforehand, Dave at all. It was super cute. I, I, I was into it, I but not. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a crazy week. <laughs> so today I am sitting down with my friend and colleague, Dave Sermonera, owner and what I will call you a mead master of Avis Mead and Winery to discuss stories nine through 16 of December. Um, how are you doing tonight? I'm awesome. Yeah. It's having a good thing. Thanks for having me on. It's good to see Hell you as yeah. always. Uh, thank you so much for being on. What are, so we'll start off with like, what are we drinking tonight? What do we um, got here? We're starting with this like Arche Christmas ale. So where are they from again? They're from Akron, Ohio. Um, a friend of mine turned me on to these guys and like, I don't know, they're pretty killer as far as what I can tell. They seem to kind of focus on bigger beers, stouty stuff. That's always good for me. Yeah. Especially you, what, you know, time of year we are. You know, what's nice is that you told me that it was 9% and I already prefaced saying that I was going to get super red faced immediately, sure. um, which I'm okay so far. Just thanks for checking in guys. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not too hot, you know, for but me. It actually 9%. isn't. You yeah. Know, I was really thinking it was going to be fusel, big fusel, but it's not crazy. Yeah. And I like also that the characteristics are just like super, not in your face, but they're subtle. There's like some sweetness going on here. But, you know, the spice character is not overwhelming. You know, I could be okay drinking on this. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to split a can being a 16 ounce can. I'm yeah. not going to like chug these or anything. But yeah, it's a good balance. I mean, whatever it is, cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, probably allspice or something and definitely honey. But like you said, not too sweet, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the nine and a half is going to kick you a little bit, but it's a Christmas sale. What are you supposed to do? It's motherfucking Christmas time, so we gotta drink it. I was gonna ask if I could cuss, so that's good to know. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, well, um, Brian's kids were on. I'm sure they're not cussing as much as us, you know. <laughs> I know, but I will listen to him and his wife curse the entire time. But yeah, no, we, we're we're totally cool with that. Um, we also have sidecars. I know you're sipping on some hams over there, but as I always. but I did bring us some Genesee cream ale because I was just in New York, New York. Classic cream. I'm gonna crack that now, anyway. Please do. It's it's just so nice. This is one of my top five beers of all time. You know, when I would go out to dive bars in my hometown, this is the this is the light beer that I would drink. But I know you will absolutely appreciate this. That um, I went out to a bar called the Wine Cellar in like downtown Jamestown, and I used to drink Finn and Matts there all the time. And I was a little worried that they weren't making Finn and Matts anymore. But they motherfucking had it on tap. Are and they I was nice? Like, I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, I was just I saying that to somebody. I was like, I. Like Southern Tier, I always have, and I just feel like that was their heyday. It was like the Finn and Mats, like you know, there was that was like everywhere for a long time. And I just, I guess maybe I don't see it around here. Yeah, oh, it's absolutely. Probably you know there, but just not around here. I always just see the obvious around here. Yeah, give me a Phil and Mills or give me Death. I had a, I have a really nice like memory of this bar specifically because um, when I was first getting into hockey. Penguins were doing really great, and I would go to this bar called the Wine Cellar, and then I would drink Finn and Matt's, and I would watch the hockey game because oh, they would yeah. always put it on for me. 
And then subsequent years after I moved away, they would, I would come back and this one older gentleman bartender, he would always remember me like filling mills. And I'm like, yeah, bud. Yeah, <laughs> filling like, mills. Yeah. You kind of got it. Just pour it up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks it for was, remembering me. It was so, it was, it was always nice. It was always nice. Um, so yeah, so we went and played uh, some pool and drank some Finn and Matt's. So it was great. I've been digging on that eight days a week they put out. I don't know if that's, yeah, that's I pretty actually, good. I didn't, I thought it was a hazy. The bartender gave it to me as a hazy at the local. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, you have any lager? No, no craft lager, but we just got in eight days a week. I'm like, fine, I'll take it. I'm having one and done. <laughs> she brings this over. I'm like, what? This is like a 4.5% lager. Yeah, this is not super easy. Nice it's not even lager. close to it. You know? They actually have a grapefruit version, which they're, I feel like, almost stealing the Shinerbach uh, fandom. Oh, so sure. doing like the um, Ruby, whatever they call it. Yeah. So it's basically a Ruby um, eight days a week. And or the I Jenny. I mean, Jenny has that uh, ruby red Kolsch, oh. which is, I don't know if you've had that. It's only a springtime for them. I actually bought it stupidly thinking it's just a red colored Kolsch and thinking like, what the hell are you doing? Kolsch is clearly <laughs> specific. Then I drank it and realized this is grapefruit Kolsch. It, I never occurred to me that the little things on the can were grapefruits. And I bought a whole case <laughs> within the first beer. I'm like, hell no. Second beer, I'm like, yes. And then yeah. brought like three cases in the I next few weeks. I feel like that is the perfect perfect sessionable beer Delicious. that I would, like fuck up dope dope so before we dive into this movie we're going to do some housekeeping first be sure to follow us on all the social media platforms on instagram we got at halloween is forever twitter at hollow forever tiktok halloween is forever pod facebook at halloween is forever pod or shoot us an email, um, which is HalloweenIsForeverPod at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you. Send us your message or your suggestions for future episodes and read us wherever you can for some stinky action. Um, just message us a screenshot and Brian will get those sent out to you, which it sounds like he's in a very giving mood right now. So maybe you just go say hi and he'll send you a sticker or something That's like that. That's always nice. <laughs> yeah, you got a water bottle? We got a sticker for it's you. It's time of giving. Yeah, here's your sticker. <laughs> Send yeah. me 53 cents for a stamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't say there was no strings attached right now. <laughs> so also that uh, we just announced last week that the high school horror movies was the winner for our January showdown. So be sure to listen into that to hear me kick the guy's butts and win back the belt. I'm coming for you, Brian. Um, see, I can say all this stuff, too, because these guys aren't here. Um, though I know both of them, when they're listening to this, they're going to be wagging their finger at me and coming up with some comeback as they listen. And I'm sure I'll be getting a lovely text from them. Right now, they're be, out of the loop. <laughs> you don't know shit. Um, so I'm here for it. And we'll most likely announce our picks on the next episode, which will be Steve covering episodes, what is it, 17 through 24. Um, so be sure to listen out for that. Um, and make sure, you, you know, if you want to follow along, you can watch the movies in advance and weigh in on which movie you think is actually the best. So before we get started on the movie officially, too, I want to dive into a little bit about you, Dave. Funny thing, I stopped here a couple weeks ago, and I was like... I was, I don't know what it was. I just had somehow been triggered to remember that you and I have talked about horror in the past. And we like, were watching the gremlins. Yeah. We had gremlins on the big screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, you like horror. So I have to have a guest. So come on and talk to me. Um, but what is your relationship to horror? Meaning like, you know, what would, might have been like a first horror movie you were into or when did you get into horror? Um, I mean, I've been into horror as long as I can remember really like, um, I remember being a little kid and I probably was like six or seven years old, like Nightmare on Elm Street 3 came out 
and um like begging my I, my uncle lived with us at the time like begging him and my dad to like let me watch but as like a super young little kid you know when we rented it obviously we didn't have you know netflix or anything like that we're talking like 1987 yeah. <laughs> or 88 or something like that we so definitely still have blockbuster though R.I.P. Oh, yeah. that's where we so that's what we did we actually went <laughs> they realized i was such a nerd for like halloweeny stuff and just horror stuff through like the you know whatever it is like say disney's halloween treat or like things like that like some of the weird disney ones or even like the book scary stories or mm -hmm. goosebumps stuff like that as a really little kid that's what i would like be into even if i couldn't sure. read it or understand half of it so i begged them and begged them and begged them after they talked this up so much they finally let me watch it obviously can't be some serious nightmare so i was like a seven-year-old kid but totally worth it so i mean it was kind of like the you're an adult now sure because i was like accepted by my dad and my goofy uncle to like watch this movie or whatever and i don't know from then on i mean that's kind of the beginning <laughs> no that's pretty much it i mean that's you know like from there it just spawned off into whatever i was allowed to watch and sure. whatever else i could read by myself or what could get my parents to read to me or whatever and i mean i remember like in say maybe third or fourth grade having one teacher specifically her name was mrs conley and she would like if everybody did what she wanted that whole week especially during like halloweeny time sure she would read us one of the you know scary stories to tell in the dark Ooh. and it was like everybody would look and we were small little classes sure. like 20 people or whatever and that was like the best part of the week for every single kid <laughs> in that class they just loved it i mean i don't know yeah. something like that 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 kind of little stuff like put puts you on to this kind of thing right and yeah never fell off i guess i think in ways when i was getting into horror early on or even had certain touches of it when i was younger because i got into horror like got into into horror like a lot later in life i just like loved the feeling of being scared absolutely like or anything that would like take me like to this alternate feeling that i don't get to feel all the time where i'm like oh god that makes me feel really uncomfortable or like you know i don't know that or tense yeah storytelling in a tense way is awesome i oh, even remember going it. to like say kennywood and just begging to go on not the roller coaster so much though i love those but going in like these little dumb horror haunted house rides oh, where yeah. it just turns you left and right and puts a ghost in your face it's cheesy as hell as an adult but is great as a kid <laughs> you want to do that like 10 <laughs> yes. times in a row so i touched on it one time on our uh, one of our episodes but the vacation that i went on like when you rented the house in virginia beach and i was like hey guys there's this like haunted you house tour who wants to go and everyone's like yeah that sounds great <laughs> it's like 15 and hands we all up, are yeah. like this is fucking awful let's go home <laughs> i felt bad for that girl because she was really trying to do her best but <laughs> we weren't helping the cause either <laughs> we we're just like i feel like if we would have had some sort of fanny pack with beer and maybe there was like a cool open container law there True, yeah. we would have had a different experience but or if any of us had done one hour of research we would have had better stories definitively of what the hell she was talking about <laughs> yeah yeah because her at the question. end of the day it was just you decide maybe it happened maybe it didn't and that's yeah. fine but no, tell me more stories. Tell yeah, me more you, horror. What was what the happened? brewery owner? Is it Augustus Coors? Or I don't something? remember. I, like, there was like one. I just remember there's one hotel that like a like brewery owner, like one of the big German guys, like had like died over there, and that was one of her stories. Okay. But, all right. I, well, I, I, some, I was having so much trouble paying attention because you guys were. And I was up there being like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, some of, some of our buddies were just goofing off too, so it made it even tougher. <laughs> it's, it's After like ten minutes, we're like, "All right, this is kind of yeah." It like, was still fun though. I made a mistake, and I gotta keep going with this. <laughs> we made um, it the best of it. Oh, we did. I think we did too. Um, do you have like a favorite subgenre or anything? Yeah, like that? definitely. I'm into like the super cheesy slasher. Like yeah. no questions asked. Like sleepaway camp. Okay, I mean, cool. that's one of my big favorites. Um, the burning. A lot of people are always like, yeah. "What's the burning?" But yeah, the burning. 
obviously Friday the 13th, things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. just like that campy slasher. Um, That's I don't know. Good. I mean, there's there's so much good stuff in there. I really kind of like it all, too. I always love when there's like anything animatronic or anything sort of like child's play where there's like little dolls or, you know, gremlins, obviously, things like that. Yeah. It's always like intriguing to me because it's just so weird. Yeah. Do you ever get like off put? Are you just like super into or maybe you put yourself in like a time and place where you're like, okay, I understand that this is going to be cheesy and weird, but like I'm here for it. Is that kind of where or is it more like you just appreciate it for? It depends like what I'm looking for. Like if you told me that I went to see the new Candyman, it was going to be like ultra cheesy. I'd been pissy with it because it's such a cool base story. Yeah. But if you told me I went to see the new Child's Play and it wasn't going to be cheesy, I'd have been pissy about that you know there's a time and place where like yeah i don't mind sitting through an hour hour and a half two hours or something that i know i'm going into like just cheese and gore and take it as what it is like they're setting a a mood setting a tone they're just trying to give you entertainment in a way and so you got to take it as that yeah in my head you know I agree with that. I like I like that too because I, I always like the framing of like time and place, and I know it hits like in our industry all the time too. It's just like the time and place, whether we're talking about an experience of a beer or we're talking about experience of a movie, I think is like really cool to like. I don't know. It also in my hippie ways be like let's be in prison with it, you know, like putting your mindset into the expectation of what you're like actually experiencing can make all the difference. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. There is definitely a time and a place, and certain mm-hmm. things only worked because of when they happen. Like if you tried to do something like Critters Now, people would be like, what is this? It would have to be a Netflix B movie, no budget. Yeah. But it wasn't back then. It was a big deal. Things like that. I mean, I don't know, time and a place. When we were kids, anything was interesting. And now if I was a kid now, I might not even be into horror. I couldn't name anything that would Mm. pull me in like what pulled me in in the late 80s, early 90s. And this this was just fun because what you just said, can you think of anything? Because I really can offhand of like, but I think you made a good point about like, I think even ways a lot of us got into horror early on is because a lot of movies that were coming out had these characters that were somewhat childlike, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And I don't, but I can't think of anything super recent that really falls into that. Not really. I mean, nothing recent. Honestly, like the movie we're about to talk about is uh, is something that would have drawn me in because there is actually a couple of child murders throughout the film. Yeah. I don't want to spoil like the parts after oh, we're talking totally, about or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like, there's some pretty creepy kids going on in the well, in the in this thing, you know. So yeah, that yeah. could be relatable if you're tiny terror <laughs> you're like terror. i did that you're like you like feel some semblance of like justification oh god yeah, like uh <laughs> yeah maybe you should watch this seven-year-old dave or whatever <laughs> yeah totally now um i feel like sometimes it can be a very controversial question um favorite holiday horror this one was easy for me honestly yeah puka I don't know if I've seen that. Talk to me about Puka. Yeah, Puka's really Maybe weird. Maybe I need to watch it this weekend. So, um, long story short, like I did, I wouldn't know what this is either. But in 2018, Jess and I, my girlfriend, got to go to um, LA do a collaboration beer, and we wanted to go to Universal just because The Simpsons was there. Like it was mm, like yeah. it, and that was awesome. I'm a huge Simpsons fan, so it made sense. And also, she's a huge Harry Potter fan, so this was the perfect day. Right. It was Halloween time. It was like October 28th or something. So it was like, let's stay for the evening thing. And my buddy ended up meeting us and stuff like that. While you're waiting in line, they're shooting promos to what they call Into the Dark. Like it's a Hulu thing. And so every single line, we're sitting there watching the same minute and a half promo like over and over. And they do like extended ones. But, you know, you're there for the evening. We were there for the whole day. So it's over (laughs) and over and over. And uh, 
So we, we got to see the preview when this was 2018, I believe. And we I never got to see the movie until like 2019 or even early sure. 2020. But yeah, it's a uh, it's an actor, struggling actor, looking for a gig. He finds a gig, but the gig is kind of like he is a mascot for a toy coming out, sort of like Child's okay. Play, very Child's Play-esque. Um, and he has basically two personas in a way, like one when he puts on the outfit, one when mm. he doesn't, and he sort of doesn't maybe remember what happens when he does or doesn't. Okay. It's terrifying. The eyes of it are, they have to be like 1976, you know, bug headlights from a car. Yeah. I can't think of the story. The story kind of sounds like familiar, like we've seen it before, but I mean, I feel like it can be so differential, like with like, if the character is like scarier, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know what I mean? It's like scary it kind of relates back to what you just said with like kids i think this would relate to kids because it is mm. like a toy that becomes like yeah. a nationwide success and it in a way is kind of like a furby where it can sort of learn your <laughs> language and but it the, the whole thing is it does what it wants sure and so yeah that that was easy for me i mean obviously if i had to throw it back it would be black friday no question uh or black christmas sorry um okay. no question i mean that's just cool. a cool like one of the first slashers too it's just a weird one like that whole the calls coming from inside the house i mean that's where yeah. that came from and it's I don't know, it's iconic as being a slasher fan, right? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so Puka's weird. And there's even a sequel now to Puka. So Puka was like supposedly an episode, but it's an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so it was part of the Into the Dark. Is it that, is okay, part cool. of the Into the Dark Sweet. Yeah, episode, I, I season, whatever. Then. I, I did I did try to keep up on those, but yeah. There's a there's a sequel called Puka Lives or whatever. So mm. there's a second one. But Sweet. It's well, awesome. yeah. folks, check it out. Let's fucking get into it. Um, to round it out, uh, do you have any fun holiday traditions or anything? We were here last week for it. We watched the Gremlins, man. <laughs> Every single year, no question. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Um, I have a whole bunch, too. I mean, I don't know if you can bring video games into it in general, but I do save video games for the horror season. When everything's getting crisp and dying. Like, yeah. I'll save the newest Resident Evil or whatever sure. I've got. I mean, it, anything really is always acceptable, but I kind of try to play those specifically in that time frame. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. that. That's usually my traditions for you know, horror, you know, do you, do you find sometimes that not just like horror is just seasonal for like the spooky, you know, October season, but like for the colder season, is that what I'm hearing? Or you mean, are I you play cool? horror and watch horror all year okay, long? Okay, cool. yeah. Just makes fun of me for it. But like, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> She's like, which horror movie are you watching tonight? It's like, well, if we're watching two movies, we can throw one in the mix here, you know, no yeah, question. Yeah. But I, no, not for me. I don't, honestly, I'm just busy in the summer. So I don't sure. get to play or watch as much, but I don't know. There's something about being like the sun's going down early. Everything sure. outside's crisp and rustling around. And I'm like, you know, in a VR Resident Evil or I'm playing the newest whatever. It might even be an old one from the 90s. I don't care. Oh, yeah. But that I don't know. Some of my games and film takes me out of my head. Yeah. And like, I don't know. That's that's my thing, man. That's I love it. I, I kind of like just like when it gets colder in general that like less just tends to go on. And I like that because like I feel less bad about just like sitting home cozied up underneath the couch for sure and just like watching our movies and yeah, no one's do. going out when the sun goes down at 5 30 and there's no festivals or, or whatever you yeah, know there's not yeah. as many music yeah. our industry has definitely or... calmed down a little bit and especially in january because a lot of people do dry january and we're like yeah people stop drinking and i'm like okay well i guess this is the time i can sleep i don't do that but i uh, <laughs> i definitely take it slow january is notoriously slow month so it's yeah, time yeah. it's always good to like just Kid, whatever you got to get done. I mean, whether it's repairing the place or just relax with your family, whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. You get that time, take it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. 
Well, cool. Are you ready to jump into this, dude? Uh, you also so. came with written notes, and I love yeah, that so I went, much. I use a type. I use a typewriter. I Not can't type. I'm typewriter. so slow, and I don't get my thoughts out. Like, if I type it, like, I could retype <laughs> this, but it didn't seem to make any sense, other than the totally. fact I can't read my own writing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, just I say that. I uh, realize as an adult, I write like my father if that's weird, yeah. I like write in all caps and it just like looks like his and I'm just like, there you go. <laughs> I also write in almost all caps except for like G's and uh, <laughs> there's got to be one other letter. It's almost all caps. Yeah. I'm, hey, we I'm just yelling at still, my future self. Yes, we definitely were in the cursive age. So we definitely are like good though. Like we, we don't need to prove ourselves anymore. What's weird is if I actually like sit down and write, which I don't do often, but I used to do all the time. I, I then find myself writing in cursive because it's so much more flowing and sure. i get it out of my head quicker um but for something like this i was just kind of taking notes as i was watching so i kind of didn't forget the pertinent parts of the film yeah i i at one point was doing like a mixture of cursive and um print and that was also a weird time in my life any so kid under like I 15 is like what is this yeah like i don't understand what you're saying <laughs> Hieroglyphics. well they're gonna learn something today that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> Cool. Well, let's dive in to short story number nine called They Used to Laugh and Call Him Names. Now, I'm pretty much just like looking at this movie that this is such a Rudolph ripoff that they're just trying to do as much as possible they can to like touch on that story. In a way, yeah. It was so, all these are so brief. They're like five yeah. to six minutes tops and it's kind of hard to get a, a cohesive story in that. Some of them really did and some of them did not. I know my we'll talk about it at the end, but like my favorite one, though, I because I, that was my point, too, with like why the the one of them was specifically my favorite is because I think sometimes it can be really hard to get, you know, your entire, you know, plot. You know, you need your um, like apex of sorts. So like you need to like you need to hit everything in a very short period of time. And I think it's very difficult. Yeah. In five and, minutes, it's almost yeah. impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So this one pretty much opens up to a father and son rider being taught how to shoot so telling this son all these different rules on how to treat a gun and i like the like I feel like these are things that like my dad would have told me as well. Like when he was treating, like teaching me That's how to shoot a gun. Anything at, like, you should teach anybody. Yeah. Like, learn no, how no, to shoot a gun at yeah, young so this kid is. It's like, mind your muzzle, treat every gun as if it were loaded, beware of your target and what's behind it. And you only aim to shoot and you only shoot to kill. Yeah. Motherfucker. Okay. So <laughs> those writer, are good gun rules. <laughs> they're, I'm they're not great. a huge gun person, but that's probably, we're going to make a poster about it. I'm That's send a great poster, yeah. <laughs> so Ryder is clearly nervous and the father's like just very proud at this point too. But we can also tell that like the father is like pushing this son character to like do this because um, we learn it more from in being introduced to the mother that like this son likes to do things that aren't necessarily very quote unquote manly, which, okay cool whatever but anything teaching 2021 someone, yeah. yeah i mean like <laughs> what's that even mean at this point <laughs> right right we need to be accepting of all things so um we cut to the mother talking on the phone to someone about the son pretty much described the son as if he were rudolph like the loner type um who isn't like the other boys and the mother goes they never let him play any games so this is where i was like 
they're just, I'm pretty sure they watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and then were like, let's shoot a short story about this, but That's make it spooky. Where it was. I think they just decided to make it a slasher, but the yeah. deer is the slasher. Like, from the antlers, like, that's yeah. that's a classic throwback. I think it's a pretty good angle. I, it I is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was a little bit confused by it because it's so quick, but I mean, that is like, think of Sleepaway Camp. Think yeah. of Black Christmas, what we just right. talked about. Those are always like from the killer's aspect that's and the way point. they killed it was like all right well if you're just going to do like a five minute slasher at least that's something that i haven't seen before yeah totally i think that's actually a great point um because i was also going to add to because i mean, you don't totally know who the actual killer is and i mean in ways they basically described the deer as being completely mutilated that's all we fucking saw you sort of saw part of it yeah, yeah. there's like blood and goo he touches it and it's gooey or whatever i actually thought there was like touches of like i made a note about being like the crazies because you hear the bulletin on the radio yeah. about like chemicals being like in the, put water. In the water yeah for sure and so i almost got this like is this like a zombie it wouldn't matter till the, the great thaw, though, but a deer's going to eat out of that creek regardless if it's frozen or running. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to try for sure. So is it a crazy person or is it just a deer? Yeah, like wrong turn or whatever you want to say yeah. or a uh, cabin, whatever. Yeah, it's going to be – it's it's a weird one. Why – why is the kid pulling on the dad's intestines, though? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you fucking brought it because that was going to be my next point. I was like, let's, just, anybody, let's just dude. talk about the two, the three kills. Let's just like talk about the kills. Yeah. So the deer gets up, stabs the motherfucking dad. And then the kid decides that the best thing to do is to pull on the intestines. And I'm pretty sure the dad was just trying to get the kid to just not pull on his yes. intestines. Yeah. The dad like, may have been there's fine. There's nothing else. Yeah. He, I, it he kind of went, been fine. went through, his ass, through his stomach. <laughs> But, like, if, if he was able to, like, wrap himself up quickly, they weren't too far from home. I don't know. He was able to find his mom seemingly in, like, a second. Super, super But fast. was that just because they're short on time for making a film? Or were they literally in the backyard shooting <laughs> into the woods? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure there the are laws around all of this, yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe certain states. I mean, we're in Pennsylvania. People do whatever they want sometimes, especially <laughs> with deer. No, uh, I wasn't going to plan to tell this story, but like, so when I went back to New York this week, um, I took my partner with me and he was still sleeping, but I heard my stepmom uh, say, Michael, there's a deer in the yard. <laughs> and so like they live in the country and like my, it was still a muzzle litter season. So my dad's like, cool, I'm going to shoot a fucking deer this morning. Oh, yeah. So it's on your property. I think you're allowed, right? In the state of New York. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The the only thing they had to abide by was that actually the people who were like owning the property next to their house, we had to wait till the deer literally crossed the road. Yeah. And then my dad shot it there. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, he, as a deer, like I, I'm like watching with binoculars. I did text my partner because he was still sleeping. I was like, hey, my dad's about to shoot a deer. Come on down. I'm like, you know, like somehow like this like backwoods yeah. like hillbilly thing. <laughs> Um, but I noticed like the deer was like limping, limping along the way. He got smacked by a car first or something. I don't know. Yeah. It, like I didn't actually get to see it, but so my dad actually shot it across the street, chased it down the way, finished it off. Cause actually, oh, God, I hate saying that was the worst way to say that. My bad. Uh, he killed the deer yeah. and then brought it back and found that like it had this thing on its hip that I, I noticed also while I was walking that there was like this white thing on its hip, but I couldn't tell what it was. It was from the water. It's from the water. <laughs> Cabin fever and style. Drank it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's like it was infected with something. My dad had ended up having to like put it back out there and just weird, like yeah, let it could the, be rabies or something weird. I maybe. Mean. It was it was weird. It was limping and uh, uh, 
like uh, when he when the deer saw him, it would try to run and then just like start walking again. And yeah, it was weird. It was a really weird situation. Yeah, I've seen that thing where like deer do weird stuff. Like they'll even come up to humans and try. Like they're almost asking for help once they have some disease. I don't know what it is. I'm not a hunter in any way, but I've seen that yeah. like online where they say like. If that's a thing, call the local like humane society and do something about it. I also learned that because um, my dad found out when he brought it back that it was a buck, and I thought it was a doe because you couldn't see any horns. And he was like, "Well, like then he recalled that like if a deer is sick or something like that." Trains about the things. Trains. We just got so much noise. <laughs> He's like, he noted though that if a deer gets sick, like they'll lose their antlers first. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know that, you know, we're learning new things every day. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have covered everything that pretty much happened. So Ryder runs back, meets, goes and tries to get the mom to help, which I kind of fucking hate. And she's just like, no, we gotta go get your diet. And you're like, she kind of sounds like a mom from Minnesota as well. Yeah. Hey Bobby. Yeah. yeah and then she <laughs> dies though. The only thing is what was that shit? That That's got what thrown? I had. That was the last thing I had to ask was like, and I'm, I'm thinking it's going to go right back to like, what the hell was in the water? Sure. Was that- it foaming at the mouth? Was it rabid? Was it some weird disease or whatever the hell they were talking about? That little the 19. Transition. Yeah, the transition to it being like um, almost like this uh, like more blob. stickier move. Yeah, like because it comes out white and brown, and then yeah. when it gets to her face, it's almost like acidy or something. Yeah, acidy goo. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, all I this is in five minutes, so like, what legit, the hell? You know what? Like, I wonder. You know, in thinking about a zombie angle from this, is that like maybe we're giving too much credit to it by putting him in this much thought? But like, maybe it was like that was what could could also turn her and then if she came out of it and she's like okay now i have just this goo around me but now i'm a she didn't die she was trying to pull it off like spider webby goo i'm pretty sure she died after she got stabbed too she got Ah, stabbed and then then she got she she did get maimed by some (laughs) antlers cool yeah so then Ryder meets their demise and that kind of just ends it that's it like that's that's the story yeah i mean it's a good one like I didn't hate this one. It's a you know, it's it's a lot to unpack for such a simple plot. But I think yeah. what what, I, what my biggest takeaway is it's a slasher featuring the damn deer, but which is cool. Totally. And then I really didn't even think about the cabin fever kind of aspect to it or whatever, yeah. you know. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I I almost feel like we like we naturally are like. I want there to be meaning here. Yeah. <laughs> I want this to mean something. For every single one of these two. Yeah. I'm always like deep, deep thought like, oh, is it? Nope. Jack Handy wasn't here. You know? Yeah. And some <laughs> things are definitely way more easy to unpack. But I think like also I think you making the connection. It's like this is just a straight slasher film and like leaving it there is like a great way to do it. For sure. Because yeah. like I know like Brian just like tore it apart and was just like, this is a fucking shit movie. And I'm like, yeah, I think in all essence as a whole, probably not a great movie. But like certain things I was like, meh. I don't know. That was interesting, you know? I haven't been done. haven't seen that yet. Yeah, That's for it. sure. So, number 10. It's called Five Deaths in a Blood Read. Is that what I said? Yeah, that's what I wrote. Blood Red is what Blo- I thought. Oh, Blood Red. Maybe that's what it was, and I just had a typo. See, this is why writing it out works better. Five Deaths in Blood Red makes more sense. I wouldn't yeah. know where to put the read, but I'm not sure. could be read. I think yeah. it's red. So I thought this one was, yeah, I thought this one was pretty interesting. It definitely had a lot of trips. I think like I've seen before, but I still felt like it was like an okay one of them. So we have like the opening scene where we have a very naked woman, very naked um, woman who's being, she's tied up and she is 
her throat is slit the fuck open. And then all we hear is being like, but we're family. And you don't really have any context. So you're like, but that's how we open it up. And then we switch to um, one of the sons, which I don't, I didn't catch any names in this. And I think maybe short stories really don't. I didn't write any. I, I put them down as more as like the gambler, That's what the I drinker, got. I and got stuff like, like that. Snob son, drunk bro, blind, yeah. <laughs> not like, blonde sister. I think all of them, all of the guys could have been called bro at some point. Right. Yeah, I think that would have been pretty good. Um, one yes. was a drunk bro, one was a snob bro. I literally wrote that she down. He was the gambler though. So I think what we're coming away from this though is like sin. Original sin For sure. is really like a big theme to this one. So we have gambler, snobby bro, just walking so hotly into the house been like mother i'm here i kind of like hated every ounce of any sort of like they could have they they made a point and they did they did the point and i hated every minute of it like i mean it was pretty obvious every single yeah. part of it too it was like sure. all right the, like the last one left a lot for the imagination this left nothing for the imagination it was kind of like all right cool we get it the mom's sick we get it that you're writing a will we get that you guys are all hate each other and it's all like seven deadly sins or, or five deadly sins or whatever like yeah. I, you know all of that makes sense but um i don't know i guess it's well thought out if you're going to be able to put that much of a story together in five to six minutes then good for you yeah but boo boring yeah i think i think <laughs> it's an interesting story to try to do in such a short film because like you immediately have to figure out who the killer is and you're like start knocking people off you're like ah, oh, that's not that person it's not that person it's not that person and um so we go through we're just like getting obviously what you said we're they're clearly going to talk about inheritance but they don't talk about it not they totally yeah. skip out skip out on that but then we start going into the murders we see the um gambler who's clearly placing bets he's like you know everyone dies in the way that their sin is like clearly depicted um so gambler is stabbed and then eventually beheaded the drunk is stabbed (laughs) and obviously beheaded too in the basement as he's trying to go grab more booze digging for a new bottle yeah yeah and then we wake up and the mother is going to she like goes to the near the tree and i think what she knows she's like i didn't put these presents here and i'm the rich one here and none of these people would get presents and she finds one of her son's head and she's like oh my god um which i feel like that's an understatement for what i would probably do yeah, you know what i mean freaking out a little bit more than oh my god but sure yeah <laughs> very seven 2007 again yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah very sure. seven ish in a way yeah totally what's in the box what's in the box they freaked out at least appropriately you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we come to find out in this moment though that the uh, adoptive daughter, which I actually thought she was completely blind and they played it off like that maybe because it almost looked like she had contacts in that were cloudy. At the beginning, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought she was just blind or maybe she was just playing it. Well, she said, she says that uh, they're, you've been fooling us the whole time or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. assuming that it was just adoptive bullshit and she came in and she's supposed to be able to see what others can't. That was kind of where I took it, I guess. I mean, it was like she just sees that you guys are all pieces of shit basically. And yeah. she's going to solve this and hopefully but get I the inheritance. Like she feels like she deserves piece of shit in a way. I mean, but also look at this. Okay. This was also one of my notes was that because in the moment where we're all figuring out, it's this adoptive daughter, mm-hmm. her husband or partner, whatever it is, comes in and whacks her. I'm like in a normal horror movie, that husband would have been involved because he would have been in the know about getting the inheritance because I think that was For one sure. of her big motivators. Or at least that she's not blind and there's a big yeah. ploy here. Right. Yeah. Right. 
again in five minutes of film. Like if you could stretch <laughs> us out to like 15, I think you'd be able to tell that part of the story. Sure. But this five to it six been in flashbacks is so like tough. That. I mean, I, you got to give them like credit for doing that or whatever. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's there's not much more to unpack for this one. It's kind of yeah. like it's up to the imagination of like, is she blind? Is she not? Is she trying to resolve something or is she the ultimate sinner it, it, you know it, yeah it, it, there's a lot to unpack yeah and i i think i like appreciated only in the like that i felt like there was this like saucy moment where she like just dropped the last head in the in the last box I just slammed it yeah yeah and so i felt like that was a cool just like ending i have more questions i feel like in general i'm like could she actually get the inheritance? How is she going to play this off? Like it was, she can, you know, because if she comes, if she comes up as a murderer, she's like, I am fucking shit. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, I'm cool like leaving that one where it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm good with that. I don't, <laughs> the cops immediately be like, well, you are the adoptive daughter that did all this, but you're dead anyway. So who cares? Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. For whatever. Sure. That was possibly my least favorite of these eight, to be okay. honest. Um, I, I had one issue with, a, with another one, but it didn't make it the, in my opinion, like the least watchable. Not I, that it was unwatchable. It's an interesting story, but yeah, that was it for me. I think the next one I have a lot more questions where it might not be one of my favorites. Like I might like it less than this one. Fair but, enough. That's so, the, the next one is also the one that I have a big yeah, issue with. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. The next one is called Kill Santa. And we open up, we have this little girl, which I've, I almost couldn't tell if she was going to laugh or she was going to cry. She was like an okay actor. actor. Um, that's fine. She wasn't a great actress, but the intro music and shots were the yeah. prettiest of the whole, of all eight of these actually, as far that. as like camera work yeah. coming into it and the way that they put it on her and confused you with her mm -hmm. was fine. They could have chosen a better actress, but the girl's probably eight years old or whatever. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe you saw things differently too, but I got super confused by this because we saw her, and then we had to pan out to what we now understand is probably her sister. And then all of a sudden we cut to a different angle that almost was like the little girl's angle with the sister. And she's like crying. So I didn't know if that was like a, a time jump or if it was just like a let's back up a little bit. I, she was there doing the crying. I don't know what you interpreted it as. I think they were both figuring out this person was a bad person in their own time frame and kind of like figuring that out in the sink fixing department of this whatever department store. Okay. And yeah, it was kind of a time jump, but I think it was like a five second, 10 minute thing. Okay. It was like very quick. Like she, in my opinion, before this all happened, they ran into the person at the entrance of this place yeah. in the Santa costume or whatever and saw like, holy shit, that's the person that killed our father. And then, okay, so that was another part of it that I like. I think I got a little confused about it. Is like I thought maybe that the sister had gotten like harassed sexually or something like that, and then but that makes way more sense. Yeah, I now. think if you listen to it, they they kind of say basically that their father was killed by this Salvation Army kind of Santa guy. Okay, in a roundabout way, and I think the the little girl kind of catches it like mm -hmm. with the initial like face holy shit sure. and then she tells the sister and the, i'm making all this up in my head because that it has no. to be meant and i think then she tells the sister to go and look the sister comes back crying and so they just time jump okay. that come back and goes oh my god and then the girl the little girl when they both agree that it is goes like i'm gonna kill him or whatever okay this you how whatever you saw and however you're interpreting it makes, makes way more sense than any ounce of things that i put from it <laughs> it's definitely because a weird I was one. just like what like why are you i mean i was i could clearly tell that the little girl but she was just like the little girl was just so tough and she's just like i'm gonna kill this bitch and i'm like 
oh yeah no but she like also wants to take care of like her older sister but her, somehow her older sister is like more upset than I think she her older is. sister just didn't see it and was upset that she didn't even see that in real yeah. life or something or could be even be the opposite of that honestly yeah and I, I mean imagining grief in different ways too again we're probably giving too much credit but yeah I, people manage grief in different ways too so if like maybe the little girl's in revenge mode versus like if the older sister's not as close she might be going into immediately like past the stages of grief into like just like sadness Anger. you know yeah, yeah. So, um, moving forward, what I love to then is like the little girl's like, I'm going to take care of this. And somehow they devise a plan. She grabs an ax. We go find Santa. And I actually thought the little girl was going to be a little bit more tough, but somehow maybe I'm from the like things we didn't hear, like, you know, I get to be experienced. The older sister then comes in when the little girl gets the ax taken away and just like slices head off, which what knife is that? I need to own that for protection. It's a hell of a CG knife. So yes. Yeah, that was my <laughs> biggest gripe was the CG. Well, you could have yeah, done that practically bad, yeah. awesome. And I mean, I think what it was was the – I don't think they devised a plan in any way. I think that the the younger girl wanted it so bad that – and the older sister did too and just didn't realize it as quickly. I might be wrong there, but I feel like the younger – girl had no way of killing this person anyway she was too small that little hex is doing nothing you barely <laughs> yeah. get my kneecap i'm gonna kick you through the front door of this macy's or whatever yeah i mean so that but in a way it was nice to just detract her so that i can immediately chop your whole fucking head off like jesus that was a little bit much but oh if it was if it was I practical mean, this would be my favorite one yeah i i also of these eight i'm still i'm just like i think because there wasn't a lot to and it was a very quick quick short um that the head the beheading a she would have had to have been so fucking strong super she's a tiny yeah. lady straight through your spinal um, cord and yeah. you would have had a super sharp knife there's no absolute way like that a lightsaber is, sure that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually just a lightsaber that's yeah, actually, that would have been they don't really show it it could yeah. be some random futuristic um, animal whatever. yeah they that one swipe kill is still just like resonating that i just is like too unrealistic yeah it's i wrote that too i was like why cg why is it such a clean cut like she could have knocked him out with the first hit and then finished it or had the little girl go ahead and chop his head off piece by piece yeah, would have been a way better thing for 20 more seconds of film sure i i think it would have been more effective for sure then it would have been a collective fucking thing and you could have cut and given them some actual something to cut where it could have been not cg and practical sure. effects which i'm from pittsburgh man you don't do practical effects i'm kind of out immediately sure. that's a part of it i mean we got savini and shit here we, we had like, fuck yeah, we don't dead fuck until, around. Like, yeah come on it's, it's one of those things like i'm a horror nerd you gotta give me practical the cg stuff bugs me yeah i, yeah. I really like this one because there's so much to unpack for the viewer Sure. So there's, it's really up to your interpretation. Some mm -hmm. of them did that, but didn't do it as well. I think this one did it well. My only real gripe with this one is that CG kill, to be yeah. honest. I think you did a really good job of explaining to me because I don't think I fully took that out of it, but I could see it had a more emotional aspect to it that I don't think a lot of them had. Not at all, yeah. yeah. This, this one was cool, though. I mean... I like that all these two are like Santa, 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 Santa. But we did get a lot of Santa ones. I was trying to like see the theme. I think Brian got a lot of weird alien weird shit. And the we first, called, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're um, all interesting in their own way, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of cool for it. I actually, in ways, like appreciate shorts because I think it's there's a level of difficulty. Um, I, I'm like just sharing this because I don't think you you've listened. Like our first episode, we we did cover camp 
um, slashers, and nice. mine is uh, yeah, Sleepaway Camp one. Was the best, Boom. dude. Yeah. Um, but my rebuttal. So of this, this, the episode right after that is always a revenge episode, and I made them watch. There's something strange about the Johnsons. Awesome. And yeah. I was like, it's an amazing film, and I was like, it's not talked about that much at Zero, all. Yeah. And so I was like, but it's like such a quick, effective 30 minute film that just like can hit you in so many different places. And that's why I just, I think there's something about it that I can like appreciate when people try to do something that quick. Um, when you have to use your resources. Yeah. I mean, it's, for it. I don't know. There's, there's a way to make people think outside the box and like film yeah. is obviously that that's, that's how you do it. But in five or six minutes, it's gotta be impossible. So you kind of got to give it to these people for doing that. Yeah. yeah. But Good job. I mean, this one was cool. It was weird. I don't know. It made me think. I, I did have to watch it twice and just be like, what the hell is this about? You know? And yeah. I, I still don't know. I think other people are going to come up to different interpretations. No questions asked. I'm kind of cool with that, though. Like, I kind of like that. Yeah, for sure. That's okay with me. Either way, there's, <laughs> a, there's a straight slasher film here. <laughs> um, so This may be the, one of the shortest ones we watched, too. I think this one was possibly three or four minutes tops. I feel like was a, a miracle, whatever it was called, like a Christmas miracle might have been just slightly shorter, but probably about the same, maybe, as far as length goes. But I actually felt like a lot of them felt shorter, though, too. Like, even Santa's coming. Oh, like the baby one. Okay. That yeah. one might be shorter, yeah. Yeah. So, our next one is Bad Santa, yeah. which I didn't hate this one at all. So, we open to a scene of a family eating dinner. The kids are just asking the usual, like, hey, how does Santa do this shit? I'm like, come on, kid, grow up. You're, like, fucking 12. Like, get your shit together. <laughs> Don't uh, you have older cousins that told you about this already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the mother then asked them to like who got into her like wardrobe like she could tell her the presents got into and they could tell that the kid was kind of maybe like like a little coy about it and then like so dad's like you know what they'd say about liars they get the fucking Krampus guy coming here and so he explained Krampus and if anyone who's listening which I'm assuming most of you understand Krampus is basically this evil spirit that if you're bad he will basically collect young children put them in his sack and take them to hell absolutely um, did you go to Krampus at all and Krampus not um, oh absolutely yeah I mean he's yeah, wearing super fun. he got like I think it's a it's a nod to Krampus like I definitely oh, have yeah, Krampus yeah, yeah. here. I mean, this I, is definitely a Krampus. I think um, the episode. whole thing was Krampus. I mean, I don't know that the dad was Krampus or that every dad's Krampus, right? I think yeah. that was that was kind of the vibe I got was maybe everybody's Krampus, and this is the mm. passing of the. I'm the very cleaver. curious what your thought is because I got very accused, confused at the end. So um, we'll keep going. So, anywho, basically. The kids go off to bed, but the little daughter, she is like intriguing to me because she's a little shit. Because you can tell like when he's like the dad's inqu like inquiring about this, she's just like a little like, oh, me. like she did something. She as did something. As soon as the something. mom asks, she says, we didn't do it. Well, yeah. how do you know he didn't? Answer but for yourself or him, don't but answer. But they blame yeah. him. The first then, person to speak up is the person that did it. As always, <laughs> like the dude sleeping on the You're bench. You're an only child though. Like how did that work no, for you? I have a brother. You have a brother? Uh, yeah, I he's seven like years younger than me. I haven't met your brother yet. He's never around. Like around here. He's around. And like I hung out with him last I, week or whatever, but. He has two children. Man, he's I'm like never kicking myself for not knowing the end of it. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to dwell on it. So anyway, we jump to a scene after all of this. And the little boy is tying a um, string to his toe. And I think part of that is like either he'd be woken up. That's what I was Krampus, thinking. If Krampus like grabbed him to take him is like what I interpret that well, as. He, whatever he was going to maybe steal out of that stocking. Yeah, if he was yeah. going to put the 
kid in the stocking, which the stocking would be too small or sure. his presence. I'm not really sure what that was about. Yeah. Um, and then we like jump to the parents are preparing the gifts and the dad is dressing up as this like evil Santa, which I feel like would have made more sense if he would have dressed up as Krampus that night, you know, to, like that would have like made the A to B like would have made more sense. But he dressed up as like a zombie-esque Santa Claus. I think he was, it was his best attempt as as Krampus, you know, it was just, (laughs) it was a cheat, because she says, where'd you get this? And he's like, the thrift store or something like that. So I think it's just like, I just wanted to find stuff I can cover in blood and goo so I could look like a goofball and he didn't know what Krampus was. Nobody seems to in general, you know, there's a whole (laughs) second part of Krampus people never talk about, like the Schwarzpeter and all that stuff, like the the traditional like Krampus, I mean. Like the Belschnickel and all that stuff, you know. Any You're of saying stuff? things I don't know about. Oh, yeah, you, you, you can Traditional, I believe it's like German, but I think yeah, like Pennsylvania Dutch have like taken this too and used it in a way like uh, Schwarzpeter, for lack of a better term, was like his little slave that was like a little oh. boy that he made do sort of stuff. And yeah, there's there's a whole like folklore to this whole thing. I'm, I'm super into it. Yeah, yeah, it might be Dutch, honestly, too. I'm not sure if it's German or Dutch, but it, it's probably both a little bit. Yeah. It's not too far from each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, But there's, yeah, there's a lot more to it. So I think it's him trying to pass on that tradition. Of and I think a lot Krampus. of those things too tend to get like, like wherever it's origins is its origins. And then they get slightly altered as like traditions are oh, getting sure, adopted yeah. and stuff like that. So well, things so, are, are not okay. Like to have a small slave as you're whatever. Yeah. You can't really say that anymore, I guess, you know, sure. I mean? so, but it's there. That's history. It's already there. It's written. You know sure. I mean? Totally. So now we like draw to the scene where the dad is like setting up. This. Okay. I'm not going to jump. I'm going to uh, jump ahead. The little girl in the kitchen is finding a knife. Yeah. And then is getting told to go to bed. And she gets to go to bed with her knife. And her mom did not realize that. If you, okay, this is cliche. If your hands are behind your back, you're fucking hiding something. Like, mom fucking, doesn't care. This mom, is, she does not give a fuck. I think this is tradition. This is an annual thing. This, and this makes, because Krampus is an annual tradition, sure. I think this is the tradition where. She knows this is going to happen. Last year, Krampus came in and she had no defense and it scared the hell out of her. So she's trying to protect herself. And but she, she didn't know what Krampus was when they talked at dinner. You're right about that. But something came in. You know what I mean? Something mm. scared her. Something made her want to protect herself. And I don't have an answer for why that is or why the mom even said, I mean, like, she could have been it. triggered from dinner being like, oh, Krampus may come and I'm a bad kid. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fucking fair. get a knife. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, just going to grab a random whatever out of this block, whatever they have. Yeah. But not the cleaver because it's already MIA. Yeah. So, anywho, uh, the dad is walking up the stairs in his costume very slowly, very like eerily, um, slowly. Where he, I thought that was a really good buildup. And the kid kind of wakes up. He sees the bad Santa walk into the room. And then we see the motherfucking little girl fucking stab the shit out of him. But then he just wakes up like nothing happened. There's no blood, there's no nothing. So what is real? Is that a dream? I don't know. That that was my question there because the dad's fine in the morning. So does she just but then he gets given a cleaver, and then he gets gifted a giant cleaver that Krampus just next to his bed. Yeah. So he's the. I don't know honestly. This one was very confusing for that. Yeah. I think there's probably a whole bunch of like folklore tradition that we don't understand that was stuffed into here for a five minute little thing, and. uh I could see that. I don't. So, I almost thought it was maybe the mom like sneaking gifts because she was just like, oh, you're a bad kid. And then like they go downstairs. Do you think that the dad's outfit and the person who sneaks in the room are like identical or similar or not the same? 
I thought they were the same. Okay, I thought they were exactly the same too. I thought it was just dad in a thing. But if he got stabbed to hell and back, like is he a the only deity thing I, or something? The only know? thing I thought was that maybe there was a lot of padding. Or, but, it, but, I, but I still think they like were too. Yeah, it's like I a s- nine-inch knife. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, right, you're came right. in like a goalie and stuff. <laughs> Come on, man. Maybe though. I mean, geez, maybe it was one of those knives that like in, you know goes inside of itself just to make her feel good, and it's like a it's just a ritual. <laughs> Nobody actually dies. <laughs> like they swapped it out for one of those ones that are just like yeah. it goes inside. <laughs> yeah, it goes inside of the handle. Like it's 1998 or whatever. Um, Maybe, maybe that's it. Too. I mean, honestly, and it's just I, a tradition of like you, you know have to what? kill Krampus if he comes to take you. I just think for the way they were acting the next time, I just like there's certain things that just don't make sense, and I think you probably are onto something that maybe there's something with a folklore, but like it doesn't make sense to me that he would be given a cleaver if it something wasn't real. You know what I mean? Like there's something in there, well, or is, is a dream within like, a dream? Maybe he's still dreaming. It could be a dream within a dream, or maybe it's like you. You succeeded. You passed the test of you could kill Krampus if he came. You set up a – because, I mean, when she comes in to talk to him and he's tying his toe to the dresser or whatever, she doesn't say shit. Yeah. His toe's tied to the dresser. He just throws a blanket on it and no one says shit. So they'd they'd be like people along the the line that would like – just play games with their kids. I think like, so. Did you yeah. watch the Shutter? I don't think Shutter? there's any death whatsoever. I think I that's just it. Yeah. Did you watch the series Slasher on Shutter recently? Mm-mm, I don't uh, think so. Not actually, recently. I haven't had Shutter in a couple of years. Okay, cool. It's actually last time I got Shutter was for the first uh, year of Creep Show, and I haven't oh, had it since. Yeah, I, I would yeah. love to get it again. Yeah, but. definitely do it if you can. Um, uh, but like Slasher is pretty good. It's like almost like this. Um, mix between what is the book that was like where they hunted people type um book it was an old old book but anywho it's like almost like this like this this grandfather like always wants to play games with his kids but like they're like fucked up games and then she gets turned up on side up on its head so um but it's so it's kind of reminding me of like maybe this family would be that way in like the long run they're like that's, they're just like touching that's what i kind of took from it was either it was a dream or that's literally what my second line here is is it was a dream or that yeah. he's just passing on the Krampus, like, you have to do this with your kids, and it's not real, yeah. but it's folklore, and maybe they're German or Dutch or whatever, that's, like, kind of their vibe. Totally. But I, I'm confused as much as this one as the last two. Hey, listeners, don't listen to that. What do you, <laughs> what do you say? Um, okay, let's move on to 13. That's the thing. I mean, what what else could it be? You know, like... I, I think I, I think you'd be onto something that I think with sometimes short films, it's, like, things that are unsaid are, like, what is said. That's the you biggest know what I mean? spoken word, yeah. For sure. Um, so no, episode or story 13 is called Santa is coming, which this one also confused the hell out of me, but I feel like it's very simple, straightforward in ways where we have this dad in opening, opening scene, he's literally drinking throughout the whole, th- whole time. And I feel like in, in theory, he's probably just trying to manage this young girl who is psychotic. And we have throughout the entire story, this screaming going on. And I think in ways it might've been like a flashback of sorts and maybe um, I couldn't tell if this was like Japanese or Chinese and I want to be disrespectful. I'm kind of assuming Japanese just Japanese, because yeah. like, um, just because there's more Japanese horror. Um, but I think that was also just like added to this tense feeling throughout it. You don't totally know what's going on, but you know that something fucked up is going on. So we have then at one point the girl screaming and she has, um, like her, her dad comes running in and she's just standing there with a the doll in her hand and basically coaxed him into the room so that she could then attack him. 
and like bite his ear and you're just like what the fuck but it sounds like the pretense to some of the screaming and what was going on was that maybe she had another one of these human dolls or maybe it was her twin sister at that point is that kind of where, where were you at with this oh man yeah so there's so did much you think the flashback was at the beginning i think the telltale sign for this film was like what's on the walls sure so there was like a big horror thing on the wall like from yeah. the get so i think the beginning is the ending and the ending is the beginning in a way interesting okay. so like if you look at the beginning there's like they kind of showcase obviously like the jason mask and like mm -hmm. all the films and stuff that he's into but whenever they go back to like when there's twin sisters there's none of that in the house the, the walls are clean there's nothing there there's no horror movie so yeah. it, I, I think like in some way maybe this dude like paid homage to like the occult or something in his life and his <sighs> the, the sister was maybe too talkative and so for some reason he had to shut her up and do you think it was him though or it was her the daughter i don't think it was the daughter i think it was him but maybe he's drinking heavily because he has to deal with the daughter now that did this to her own sister i don't think there's another fourth person in this no, thing no, at all. i don't think there is either I, I, I think that's an interesting viewpoint because I also like I don't know a lot about Japanese horror, but I know it oftentimes it will go in like the way they look at like horror can sometimes be funny. But I also like sometimes look at things very backwards, which For I sure. think is a great point we just made. Um, so thinking about it that way, that makes a lot more sense that all the screaming is like literally I do think the daughter killed the, the twin sister. For sure. Yeah. That's because she's the one who's bitching about the girl being too talkative the entire time yeah I, I like you better as a doll is the thing that stands out in my head what you know at the very end of the thing so i yeah. think it's one of those like dad this girl won't shut up ever so we have to do something and not necessarily a cultish but a cultish in a way like yeah. how do we shut this girl up how do we make her stop screaming how do we for lack of a better term like cure the the noise or whatever do you almost think because that the the human doll that we then see towards the end the they're like they're like yeah the quote unquote the beginning that we are meeting that i think what if it was the actual twin sister but like you could tell she had longer eyelashes she was just so modified yeah, in ways but she was like she looks just like my twin sister and but she looks dead inside i don't think the doll was ever a doll i think the doll is a human and yeah, we just don't do too. we don't see it as the characters don't see it as a human they see yeah. it as a doll and so do we for the first half of the film totally and what i think might be the case is either they took the twin sister and made her that maybe by a lobotomy or something like that or or through like possible trafficking or something like that they could buy a girl that looks like them like, and yeah. and who might already be the same thing where she's either drugged out or has a lobotomy he does something say like something like yeah i will find you a twin or i promised you a twin yes. sister or something like yes. that so yeah you're onto something there for sure yeah. that was uh not a thought i had in any way on it but that actually does make more sense than sure. like faking some way of making her shut up forever or, or whatever you know i mean lack of uh lack of better term i mean sure. i'm not really sure what else this one was weird. I mean, all I really got was it's kind of in reverse in a way, you know? I think that's a cool point to make because I definitely did not get that at all. And I'm really happy that you caught that. It was though. really just what gave it away to me was the, if you, just because I'm such a horror nerd, like I saw all the stuff on the background, all the different masks and all the everything. And I think the end is like her basically biting the guy or something like that. It was kind of like a, a, an end of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, just because it's such a nice, tidy, clean house, it's very minimalistic at, at the end of the film. Yeah. When they show the human. 
And so, yeah, I don't mm. necessarily know why that all happened or how it even happened. Maybe that's something else that I think, again, could probably be totally explored with, like, just the history of, like, Japanese horror, though, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I bet you there's something there that maybe has been done in the past where, like, there it's, like, maybe a trope or something like that that they're trying to go after and whatnot. But all in all, I didn't hate this one. I actually didn't hate it. I think I was just confused, but I do have a lot of like appreciation for like Japanese horror too. Yeah, um, I, do I just don't well. think I've explored it enough because I've seen some very fucked up things that I'm like, this is putting me in my discomfort zone, but I kind of am okay with, it. you know, like I like things that put me in that space. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird one. I really didn't know what to expect out of this one in general is just kind of super strange i do like film that's in reverse and makes you kind of think about why and how but yeah this one didn't give you enough like answers to make you understand at the end i feel like maybe literally one more minute of something could have helped a ton here but i didn't hate this one i just don't understand it as much it it did kind of feel like sleepaway camp a little bit with the uh the flashback scenes where it was like Mm -hmm. the mom forcing or or maybe the the parents dad whatever forcing somebody to be something that they're not forcing the doll to be silent when it's loud forcing somebody to be uh angry when they're sad or quiet you know whatever that's that's all i got out of it though i really didn't don't even have notes on this one because I was like, this dude's just clearly a horror fan at the end of the movie, but not at the beginning. And the flashback means it seemed like very forceful to shut sure. this kid out. This kid was annoyingly loud to this guy. So he drank yeah. her to drown. And now he has to drink anyway because he yeah. basically killed her or lobotomized or at least shut mm. her up for life. Wow. Yeah. No, for sure. I feel like all of these somehow I need to do more research on. And I'm just like, they just cause more questions than answers. Yeah, I probably will go back and watch this like next Christmas or whatever. Just to kind of think about it for a while. Totally. See what I even remember, to be honest. Cool. I think this next one's probably going to be pretty fast because I feel like everything about it was so straightforward. So short number 14 was called A Christmas Miracle. And I pretty much got that. We got mother. She lost a baby. Though, Though she says father right off the bat. What's up? She says father right off the bat. She yes. says father, I'd She's, come and visit you tonight. Does that mean Jesus, God, I the baby, her dad? I 110% religious. And then this figure that comes to meet her is feeding off of that. So I initially was like, is like, like a, a witch? Yeah. yeah, or a DT, but I think she's an evil DT. Absolutely. Like yeah, immediately. Yeah. she's And she's feeding her like, how? what would you give to actually get your child back? Your, yeah. like, your life back Take is what way you like. For, yeah. Yeah. And um, she's like, anything, anything. So we get this whole thing where she then goes and digs up her child's grave because somehow she's like, if I find the body, then this woman can like maybe we come back to life. She digs it up. The baby's alive. And they're like, oh, my God. But I feel like in all of these stories, like this one was too predictable. And I kind of just hated it a lot. It was obvious. Yeah, it was very obvious. I mean, so it begins, I guess. It was just kind of like, oh, wow, great. Good for you. The only thing I had was the question of I told you I'd visit you tonight, father, and then goes digs up a baby. But again, a a religious thing. It's a Christmas miracle. It all makes sense as far as like religious thing. This one leaves you with no questions whatsoever. But it's at least shot well. It almost has like a sepia tone vibe to it. It's Mm -hmm. definitely creepy. The cemetery is like, what, 1920s or earlier creepy. Totally. Why the hell would the baby be in a hillside from 19 whatever? I'm not going to lie, though. I feel like if you put the story in, like, Sabrina or something like that, like, I'm It'd just like, like yeah. all of these things, I'm like, or even just plenty of, like, we've just heard this story before and I'm just like, can't CW will replay it, you yeah, know, for like, the next 100 years. Yeah, yes. great. Um, yeah, so, and I think, like, really my takeaway from it was, like, 
that they were trying to rebirth like this devil and they needed a baby to do it or something sure. like that. So giving or just her another life, evil person in the world. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So I'm pretty sure like, you know, there's nothing to take away from that. Honestly, the it, it's not it was, the worst one of yeah. like the 24 films, but it's it's like a nice, tidy little package. You know, it yeah. gives you the beginning, gives you the end. And it's actually a good job for five minutes, but it's just nothing to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Moving on. Um, Lost Cottage in the Countryside. So I think they were speaking Spanish in this one. Um, so we have a woman who arrives at her sister's house and find her sister just like destroying every single ornament on her tree. She's clearly hysterical. I kind of was like, oh my God, this woman's having a panic attack. Yeah. What the or fuck she just is... hates Christmas. Yeah. She why, really does, just, why is I mean, every ornament that. glass? Jeez, <laughs> I'm not a huge Christmas fan either, but I'm not going to break your whole tree down. Hey, 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 marketing people, get your ornaments. <laughs> companies on the right page please, plastic please maybe <laughs> something else we could put in the landfills so, you know? so this this woman so we had sisters going on she's like where is the dad and dad, she's like dad's in the bedroom blah 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 or his office so she goes there dad's fucking dead dad is slit throat dead is fuck just gurgling out blood so she's freaking out she then goes to what i'm assuming is the sister's kids so her niece and nephew they're dead as fuck so now all the pieces are coming together but both weirdly facing upright yeah you would be screaming and freaking out but yeah yeah, you know you would be like yeah definitely distorted in some way Uh, and so now we're like sister's definitely deranged so she's freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, runs out, which I I didn't know exactly why I was. I had to really work hard to think about, like, why would she just, like, pause and be like, oh, is dad in there? And she's like, yeah, dad's fine. Dad's OK. Dad's everything's fine. She's I'm like, leaving. did you bring the presents? He's like, yeah. she's like, yeah, I got the presents. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Super awkward. So then she runs away. Then the sister calls all of them they're not fucking dead what grandpa's like hurry up hurry up hurry up yeah and guess what sister fucking kills herself because she's like oh my god which granted i don't understand why i i don't fully understand why she would kill herself because her whole family's dead i don't know yeah yeah i I feel like i would just leave and call the cops and i'd be like you know myself immediately (laughs) but i I felt like the sister's reaction she had the snottiest face on her she's like "Mm, oh even in death she's like trying to get attention yeah she wants attention and death yeah i was like this is so but even the kids are like oh she's dead i don't know you know yeah like like, oh she's okay la muerta la muerta <laughs> moving on, moving on. It's like uh, they definitely didn't freak out as much. No one freaked out. Appropriately. Even in Spanish, you could tell they don't care. I don't yeah. speak much Spanish, but you could tell just from facial expressions they don't care. No, they were super hateful towards each Maybe other. Maybe she was just, you know, seeking attention all I the time. I think they genuinely hated each other. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's that it, that was seemed all. to be like obvious. And everyone was on board with trying to because even with when her. she came in the room and was breaking bulbs, she was kind of like. What are you? What are you doing? You know, like yeah. quit. Oh no! If you're like breaking shit around my dad's house, I'm gonna be like, dude. St- even if it's my brother or sister, like, stop doing this, dude. Like, it's like, I'm gonna stop you first and then go find dad before you break everything on the tree, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, there's not a lot to unpack here either. I hate to say that, but like, no, and I think it's hard because I think what in these shorts that we really can take away is like, what can we imagine? And I think we are all of our brain power went into the it, earlier yeah. ones that time maybe it. gave us more to work with. Well, I think, yeah, this one, I mean, it really is like the only thing this leaves you hanging with is like, why did she kill herself and why yeah. did, why do they hate each other so much is she really attention hungry that much that she would also kill herself to be part of this family was she not really part of the family and she really was like struggling to be dead with them sure but also 
why would her reaction to like other people being dead? It's like, I, I, I find that to be just so odd. I like, I would go beat the shit out of my sister if I knew she just killed my siblings or my parents. Like I would probably go beat the shit out of them and then I would tie them down and then call the cops. But yeah, she doesn't. No one really. I never really thought about that. The sister may have killed them or or whatever because nobody's dead. So it never really crossed my mind. That's what she assumed. That's what she assumed. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I would probably whoop somebody's ass instead of just hang myself (laughs) from things that probably won't even hold my weight. Oh, woe is me. They're all gone. I just got my sister left. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me. Like, Like that. There's no logical reason. And actually, our last one was my favorite. I don't know about you. We can talk about favorites afterwards, but let's go through it. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. impressive. That's a weird one. All right. It was a weird one. I but I felt like when we talk about the shorts, like having a beginning, middle, and end, and like you know the You're like. You're right. I mean, it did I, wrap I, it up nicely. I it felt gave like you the full story in five minutes. I did. I did think they did that. This is probably honestly four minutes too. Like you said, it's possibly one of the shortest ones of these eight. Yeah. So we open up and we have this little boy brushing a toy horse's hair. And maybe also it was my favorite because. Oh, I thought you were going back to Christmas Miracle. We are. Gotcha, gotcha. Not a Christmas Miracle. So I agree with you. I actually think, in a way, except for like kind of a few here and there, this whole 24 stories gets better as it goes on. Sure. Okay, cool. I'm, gl- I'm glad you like. I actually haven't watched the last ones. I didn't watch the first date either. I was like, I was watching for hours, and I was like, I'm going to watch them. I watched all of these, but I was like, I- I'm going for the focus here. But yeah, so our last episode or short is called Milk and Cookies. So the short opens with a little boy brushing a toy horse's hair, and maybe I had some weird affection for that because you know hashtag horse girl. Um, I'll let that ring true in all of our episodes. Um, and then we have these two people arguing over this child's well-being. We've come to find out they're brother and sister. And um, the sister really wants to take the kid because after the mother either left or I think she just left. Um, the dad just doesn't seem to give a fuck. He doesn't understand his kid. He doesn't try to understand his kid. He's, he's just abusive. like, yes, he's abusive as fuck. He just thinks he's such a weirdo and he's like not into manly things. Yeah, so he's, he's like, oh, I fucking hate him so bad. He's upset that the kid isn't as manly as he tries yeah. to be, which is an internal problem for this man. Yeah. And I feel like too, both of those lead characters, they looked really familiar to me. And I feel like maybe I just saw them on, like shutter series because they don't they're, they don't look like high tier actors per se but they look like familiar to you yeah yeah, yeah. so anywho the the sister um aunt try tells him to write to santa write to santa with what you need and in this whole series or part of this the dad breaks a leg on the fucking toy horses like like it just it's so bullshit because he doesn't want to get to play with toy horses yes. yeah yes and the dad is pretty much only worried about it someone is eating a his pink fucking tiny horse that he's coming the hair of though just to be clear like it's not that it matters or whatever right. but it is definitely not like a john wayne horse it's like a my little pony horse sure. but whatever it, it's it irrelevant yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's still you could tell the dude the dad yeah. is mad that the kid is effeminate or whatever yes 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 he's definitely very much so that um so in the first letter that the kid writes to santa he asks for the horses like to be fixed so we then flash for is his name Gallops. such a good name it is really cute um we come back 
the the dad and the son come back and they're like, oh my God, Gallum's is fixed, blah, blah, blah. And, and the dad's like, what the fuck? Also, where's my chips? He's like, this is all and he's where the hell did you get that glue gun from the attic or yeah. whatever? And he's like, what's a goo gun? Yeah, I thought that was really <laughs> cute. Because he's a little cute kid. Yeah, he has no idea. He, he has no idea. Yeah. He's like a little eight-year-old boy or so something. So he throws the horse away and tells him to go to his room and then locks him in his room and, and looks for his chips again looks for his fucking <laughs> chips again though let's be real the day before he did steal away a couple cookies because the dad didn't feed him dinner because for he's sure. a piece of shit so he's like yelling i need dinner and he's like okay i got cookies okay i'm fine um he writes in a letter to santa and this letter to santa he's like i wish my door never had a lock Come wakes up the next day. There is no doorknob on this fucking door. And the dad is also like, what the fuck? Yells at him, beats the shit out of him. And then we come back to the third night. You see this kid with a black eye at this moment for oh, sure. God, like that wrecked me a little bit. So then the third letter, the third letter, we don't exactly know. And I think that's probably purposeful. They like, don't read it. Yeah. Because he, uh, he either wants out or he wants his father murdered or, yes. or out of his life or however you want to say that. Yes. And I actually think this murder is actually pretty good. Yeah. I, you yeah, know, it's because, really good. Um, we're, everyone's asleep. He puts the letter under the door or he like just hides it somewhere or near the, it was near the fireplace. And this, what we find out is that there's someone living in their attic. And it's this like homeless looking dude. He looks kind of tough, long hair. He just, he looks brutish and he sees the letter and he's like, cool. Boom. He's like holes in his boots. He's clearly a homeless man. He's, you know, yeah. or, he's living in the attic, but he's, he's not, he's not well camped in any way. Yeah. But he likes his cookies and likes his tricks. <laughs> yeah, we come to find this fucking out. And he likes the kid. Yeah, and he likes the kid for whatever reason. I think also he just hates, like, he just wants to protect. Maybe he has, like, this, like, emotional connection to him. I like this aspect of this, like, killer. Um, so we come to that night. He decides so the dad always sleeps with the TV on. This killer shuts the TV off, and the dad wakes up and is like, oh, my God, TV. Son, did you turn off my TV? You know, I like my TV on when I sleep. And then he turns it on, and then we get the killer to the side. I thought that was a good jump scare. Just like that was yeah, it was yeah, a perfect, yeah. perfect jump scare. That's the first time you see like his face and his whole like I'm yeah. I'm gonna kill you now. Yes. So dad is killed. Kid is kind of awake for this too. He hears for these sure. things going on and he knows something. He he still thinks it's Santa though, taking care of him. Does he? So I I think he still thinks it's Santa. I do think in whatever Santa is he in his Christmas mind. He thinks Christmas is every day. Maybe. Well, his aunt told him his sister? that to, to write him. Yeah, the the guy's sister told him to like write to Santa. Yeah, yeah. And it's like write him every day, and he realizes that something's happening every day, so he's gonna keep doing it. Yeah. So we come to like whatever. Wake up the next day. Dad's dead. Please come, uh, aunt comes and takes the son which is what she wanted it's what the kid wanted and he thanks santa yeah he says thank you santa yeah he's looking at a little statue yeah thank you santa um so yeah yeah this one's nice i mean this one has a lot to unpack this one's actually like it's definitely one of the better ones of the i'd say it's probably top five of the what do you want to unpack Uh, why is why does she call him uncle jack from the get she calls him uncle jack which one? The little kid? The little boy's name is Uncle Jack throughout the whole film. But she is oh. for sure his aunt. Aunt. Yeah. Hmm. So is there I actually don't think I noticed that. I'm sorry. She says it three times. And like it's at the very beginning and at the very end, like very poignant. And so I almost 
I don't even. I, I, it took me a while. I, I still don't. I can't figure it out. But huh? How do in th- some way? I'm, I'm assuming this woman is that, easily twenty years older than this little boy. Yeah. Do you think maybe that that guy got stuck with him, maybe by another sister? It, something, and that's why he hates him, or something. Like somebody yeah. else did leave. Remember, they say, yeah. Uh, last time he asked a female to leave or whatever, then the woman left, or, or yeah. however it's, it goes similarly like that. And, and maybe one, that's what maybe it is. I, I don't know. That was one of the sticking out questions. And yeah. the, the Christmas every day thing is like this kid either knows somebody's in his attic because at least twice they hear somebody walking on the whatever. Yeah. Everybody knows Christmas is an every day. I mean, maybe this dude doesn't have a great dad. He didn't tell him shit. So that is a good answer for that. But like every yeah. little kid, even without a dad or whatever, knows that Christmas is once a year. And that's when this match yeah. happens. And so when he's he's hearing stuff, you know, in the in the attic once or twice, like I think he thinks there's something magical about the idea of writing to him, and I think like because he's seen that like cause and effect, he's that's just fair. like cool. Like it uh, does answer the thing every day, so yeah. I, I would keep writing to anything same. that said the same, or you know, whether you whether whatever name you put to it for sure. You have to homeless guy in the attic, yeah. or because so I don't think he ever actually realizes it's a homeless dude in the attic. Because I don't think he no. had a visual of who it was. I, yeah, I don't think he knows that but i i don't he i don't think he knows what's going on there i think he he might think like the sister's doing some of this stuff mm, or or maybe. whatever his aunt because she did say stuff. she's trying her best to get him out of there she's that's what trying. they both wanted they yeah. say it a couple times and interesting yeah i don't know there was there was a couple of that interesting it seemed like he in ways though still believed in santa claus oh he definitely still believed he was young enough and like yeah. you know innocent i mean they locked him in a room mostly most of the time or whatever but it was weird this one's definitely strange too they're all totally. weird they're all cool in their own way because they yeah. have their own like you decide you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah right back to that but i mean i think we're kind of touching on it. do you have any final thoughts or even what was your favorite honestly very curious i mean my favorite's like a little bit further on or whatever but um out of these ones i, I really feel like the uh I don't know. I, I don't even know if I have a favorite. I think they're all pretty great, except for there's one I clearly don't like. But <laughs> I, I think in general, like, I don't know. It just fits into like a good holiday mood of like mm-hmm. these quick little snippets of whatever. If I were to watch this again, I would absolutely take it in like three parts the way that we're doing minisodes of this or sure. whatever. Because I think it is too much to unpack. If you were to just watch all 24 of these in a yeah. row, you're almost wasting your time. There's so many little nuances of each one. Mm-hmm. We could sit here and talk about each one of these for like 20 minutes or we probably sure. also did. But yeah, I I don't know that I have a favorite. I, yeah. You know, there's so much here with all these little <laughs> cool films. So Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, after hearing Brian's, I was like, man, I'm going to walk into the shit show. I don't know if I'm going to like anything. And I hate that. Like, you know, and maybe I, it I think it starts ways, slow and it ends amazing. That's yeah. the thing. And I think in ways I, I keep maybe sometimes like to give things too much of a benefit of the doubt because I don't have as much experience. So I'm just like, yeah, everything's like, okay. Until I realize that maybe something isn't, I can definitely tell what I don't like. And I think there was a couple in here that I just was like, nah, nah, whatever. But I, I do agree. That I think a lot of them were just like, fine. I think they fit into, I like a certain way, but I, I, I'm, I am, I do agree also that I think, I'm going to have to go back and watch the first eight and then like before Steve's episode comes out, watch or listen to the, or watch the last eight too, because I think you're telling me that they all get better. That's cool. Well, there's definitely two coming up that if you haven't seen that just become like some pretty cool kills, like non CG stuff, some, some pretty weird stuff too. Oh yeah. You know, they, it honestly, it, 
it definitely gets better and better. And these weren't oh, yeah. bad. I mean, honestly, only really one of these is what I'd say you can e- easily skip. But yeah, um, yeah, the, the first eight were good. It's like kind of getting the mood set. That'd be like yeah. a great first day. You know what I mean? Like these are cool. <laughs> Gonna unpack those. Yeah. They're a lot easier it, to it unpack. It flies pretty fast too. Because when I had too to like, fast. that's yeah. actually an issue for me. Because it's like, man, I'm still thinking of the last one. Like mm-hmm. we're on to the next, and and not like in this conversation, but while watching it, all this yeah. happening within like two hours and ten minutes or whatever it is, is like a yeah. lot. That was a lot. I was a little surprised because I felt like the this this section that we had to watch that I was like, whoa, this like seems super fast for a two-hour movie and then you put it in concept that there's 24 of them 24 holy shit that's insane um do you have a have you ever like had a favorite advent calendar did you ever get like that cheese one from aldi or anything (laughs) like that Uh, or did you ever do a beer one i've never done a beer one nate got the cheese ones one of my employees the my sales guy from the last year from aldi and it was pretty fun we're all big cheese fans around Hell here, except yeah, my man. one guy who's intolerant. So <laughs> like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'll eat up. your share. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'm a big Lego guy, so we always get the Lego ones. Those are oh, always sick. pretty great. Nice. Um, there's there's a bunch of cool ones. I'm a big Lego City guy, so all the different ones are, are nice. But yeah. Advent Kellers are just a great idea, you know. I'm, yeah, they're fun. I'm the guy who's going to rip the whole damn back off me. Like, yes, I'm Lego. pretty bad too. I, I'm definitely <laughs> have been guilty or whatever. Yes, I'm very guilty of that. This too. year my dog has one so each one's a little uh, different treat and it's actually pretty I, great i actually saw one that's like a reusable one that you can just like hang on your door and you can just like put the treats in that's and I, i've been like very tempted to do that but yeah but thank you so much for being oh, on for sure. it's such you a so much, fucking yeah. blast this was fun dude. i actually enjoyed like going through the film yeah. writing about it and just bsing with you in general so it was Fuck cool yeah, dude thank you so much hey if you guys are in the pittsburgh area hit up apis they have the sickest mead literally this is a spot. I, I can come to your spot anytime and be super stoked. And you have pinball machines. You always are playing movies. Oh, you make some good shit. So I'll stop gushing over you. But I love yeah. you and you're awesome. Even if you're not in the area, you can hit us, avisme.com. We ship to over 40 states. Boom. You can find us at every, like, giant eagle, fresh time, whatever around the area, even a little bit in Ohio. So, yeah, check us out, avisme.com. Yeah, anywhere else you want to plug on social media or anything? Yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's Apis Mead and Winery, Facebook, Apis Mead, Instagram. You know, just look up A-P-I-S-M-E-A-D. You'll we find us. We will tag the fuck out of you, too. So, <laughs> right. cool. Well, cheers, man. Cheers. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Have a good you. holiday season, bro. Halloween is forever. Halloween is forever.